one of the simplest things that you can do for your business and your life every year is to just sit down and do a review, a year-end review, which turns into a new year planning. The good news is you can actually do this at any point in the year. You do not have to wait until December when I'm recording this. This can be literally at any point you're like, I need to hit the reset button or I feel like I'm not connected to the data or I feel like I'm lost in my way and I need to rally the troops, even if you're the only troop, and make sure you are heading on the path that you want to head on for your business and life. And so this pulling away for a moment and reviewing is one of the most powerful and simple things you can do. And so I'm about to do my year in review, and I was sharing this with my community, something I call my million-dollar year in review, but I wanted to pull out three of the things that I do. I do quite a lot in terms of some of the data that I pull and some of the things I look at, but for the sake of today's episode, I, I wanted to give you the three most important things you should be doing, in my opinion, in your year in review or whenever you're doing this reset review. Uh, and my goal for you would be, if you're not a person that already does this, uh, don't do this in your office. Don't do this in your house. Go somewhere else. You need to get out of your environment. Go somewhere inspiring for you to do this. Uh, I like to go to a nice hotel. I like to go to the beach. I like to sometimes, if, if I can do an overnight, which I typically do, that's what I'll do. I'll spend money to go to a nice hotel, stay in a nice place, be inspired. But if money is an issue or time is an issue or getting away overnight isn't feasible in your season of life, then take your normal work day, but just go somewhere else. Go to a beautiful lobby of a hotel, you know, and order a coffee or, or a drink or some food or something, right? Go to a beautiful cafe. Go to a park bench. Go sit by the water, whether it's a lake or the beach. I mean, I'm in Florida, so maybe you want to be inside if you're somewhere cold. But go somewhere different, somewhere visually inspiring, somewhere that just gives you a lot of peace and calm. That'll put you in a good head state. And then go through these three things in your year in review. So let's get into it. Welcome back to the Graham Cochran Show, where each week I'm helping you unpack the mindsets, habits, and strategies to build a highly profitable and life-giving business. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, uh, happy almost Christmas and New Year. Um, I'm excited for this season. Hopefully, you've been able to slow down a bit with your family. Uh, I know we do. I check out on usually the 15th of December every year when my kids are out of school and just close down shop and spend time with my family, spend time doing my year in review and reflecting and spending time with the holidays, which is a really powerful, beautiful time. So hopefully you're making time for that, even if it's just a couple of days. But let's get into the year-end review, the three things you must do. Um, I hope this will serve you well. I, what I know, before I jump right in, is be very practical. So what I, I, I prep you, get your notes out. Like you want to write some things down, okay? Notes app on your phone, Google Doc, or pen and paper, because I want you to write these things down. Um, and then I want you to go do the review. But just hear me out on this. There is so much out of your control in life and business. And there's so many hopes and dreams that you have for the next 12 months and beyond that you can't control. But there's a lot that you can control. And one of the most pivotal things you can control is direction and getting in the right headspace. 
So as you'll see, as we go through these three things, each one of them is intentionally handpicked to give you something powerful, to give you ownership, to give you power over the direction you want to be going in the next 12 months and over your mindset going into the next 12 months. That way you'll be resilient, you'll, be, you'll have clarity, and when you have clarity, my friend John Gordon says it beautifully, when you have clarity, you have confidence, and when you have confidence, you have courage, okay? And so we want to give you that courage to step forward into all that's ahead of you in the next 12 months. So write it down, let's get ready. Um, thing number one that you do, and this is what I do absolutely first when I get to my hotel, when I get to wherever I'm going to do my year in review, the first thing I do after getting relaxed and getting a cup of coffee or whatever, snacks, lots of snacks, is count the fruit. And I've talked about this in years past, but count the fruit. What do I mean? It's, let's use, like in the Bible, they use a lot of farming metaphors because it was an agricultural um, society 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years ago when most of the Bible is being written. But it's so practical to us. In, in the, a lot of the parables that Jesus used and a lot of the language that the apostle Paul talks about, it's like sowing, reaping, planting seeds, fruit coming up tenfold, thirtyfold, sixtyfold, a hundredfold. We understand farming, even if you're not a farmer, that you, you plant stuff in the ground and then something grows up. And the idea is that you've done all this work all year and you've planted seeds, you've built products, you've done marketing, you've connected with people, you've learned new things, you've gone new places, you've tried new things, and hopefully there was some fruit to show for it, right? The results, you've done the action and there's some results. And so before you get into looking at all of the numbers, and there's gonna be a couple of numbers in here, but before you look into... What, what didn't go well or what the new initiatives you have for next year and you, it's gonna be totally different next year and you're gonna crush all your goals, I get it. Before you move into the next 12 months or the next season or the next phase whenever you're doing this review, you need to look back and you gotta celebrate and you gotta look at the good fruit that did come up because I guarantee someone listening to this had a really challenging year. Maybe that's you. Maybe it was a really challenging year and you're like, I am ready for the new year. I am ready for newness. I do not want to look back in the rearview mirror. I get it. But that would be such a disservice to all that happened in your life in the 12 months. Like there might've been a lot of bad, but if you're saying there's no good, that doesn't make any sense. Everyone has good. You're still alive. You're, you're listening to the sound of my voice. You're looking at my face through a camera if you're watching on YouTube, right? You have a lot to be thankful for. And the best thing you can do to get in the right headspace to move forward is to look back at the good and count the fruit. Also, is we miss the fruit. Even if it's been a good year, we just, if you're like me, I just move on to the next thing. You know, in October, I had a, another six figure launch. Wow. I had, you know how it took me 10 hours. I'd already moved on to the next thing. Moved on. A six, five, six figures in five days, right? I used to work all year to make $30,000, <laughs> but in a seat for somebody else all year to make 30K, right? And I moved on because that's what we do. On to the next thing, on to the next thing. I just, this is one of my problems. So we got to count the fruit. So what I want to do is give you 10, 10 types of fruit to count. Ready? This is where I want you to write stuff down. Just, these are the prompts so you can go back and do it. Number one, uh, look at your actual business revenue. Tally it all up either from your Kajabi analytics or your QuickBooks file or your accountant or however you do your sales, your Stripe data. What was the total revenue the last 12 months? What was the total profit? Just get that number and celebrate it because if you made a profit this year, friend, you did something right, okay? There are Fortune 500 companies 
where billions of dollars are coming in and out and they were down this year, meaning they didn't even make a profit. And so if you made a profit, you're doing better than some of the biggest companies in the world. I know it's a little more nuanced than that, but let's celebrate the profit, right? Uh, fruit number two, personal finance goals that you were able to accomplish because of your business. Did you pay off any debt? Were you able to save up a down payment for a house? Were you able to uh, help put your kid through college? Were you able to just take a trip that you wanted to take that cost money? Everything in our lives costs money. And when you're able to do something big or small, even if it's buy a new couch, I, Shay and I will celebrate when we're able to buy a nice new piece of furniture. Heck yeah, my business paid for that. A lot of times stuff in the house, Shay's business will pay for it. She's like, I'm gonna use some of my business profit to pay for that really expensive dining room table that I really want, <laughs> right? We wanna celebrate that. What personal finance goals, big or small, were you able to accomplish because of your business? Uh, next, any successful product launches you had, i.e. profitable launches. Look at the specific launches. Was it a new product? Was it opening and closing an existing product that, again, and it was successful? It made money? Was it an affiliate promotion you did for somebody else? Any challenges you overcame or solutions to problems you discovered? So often we just notice the problems, and then believe it or not, you're smart. You've probably solved a lot of the problems this year, but you just solved it and moved on because there's more problems vying for your attention and more fires to put out over here that you, you've glossed over the fact that, you know, that was a big challenge seven months ago, and then you actually solved that challenge. Let's celebrate that. That's huge. And in business, you're always hit with new challenges because there's a new skill you have to learn. You're like, crap, I don't know how to do that. And then when you eventually figure it out, no one's clapping for you, so you should clap for yourself. I'll clap for you. Like, you probably figured out a lot of things this year. Um, new experiences you had in your business, thinking about like, did you go to a new conference? Did you go to a networking event? Did you collaborate with somebody new? Did you try out a new skill? Like, let's celebrate those new experiences we had in our business. New people who you met this year, who impacted you? This could be friendships, could be someone at church, it could be someone at a conference, it could be someone you just met on Instagram, you guys connected and you got on a Zoom call. Uh, if you, like I joined a new mastermind back in January, Shay and I did, and I've met whew, you know, 75 new incredible people and I've bonded closely with a handful of them and then I've gotten to know a lot of them pretty well and like celebrating those relationships that a year ago, I didn't even know they existed. Books that you read that affected you. We're gonna talk more about books in a couple of weeks, so stay tuned for a very special episode. But what books did you read? Like, if you're like me, I've got 17 deep on my, uh, my nightstand and I, I read them so fast, I don't even remember what books I read. Go back and think about what books you bought, read, Listen to, I mean, that counts as reading, you know? Um, and go, oh yeah, that was a good book. Oh yeah, that was good. Like reflect and celebrate. Yeah, I, I've read a freaking book this year, right? Most people don't. Charities you were able to support through your business profit. This is one of my heartbeats. Shay and I, our heartbeat is giving money away. We, we take every, everything we make in our businesses, all, all of the profit that it's our money, we can do whatever we want with, we take half of it and we give it away. It's, it's been one of our biggest financial goals for many, many years is to get to the point where we're giving 50% of everything we make away. And so we finally got to that level last year. And so what we like to do, the, pro the problem with, you know, we give a lot every month, but it's, it, it almost becomes transactional and, and life is so busy and full. It's good for me to go back and look at, wow, we were able to build an entire school <laughs> in Indonesia. We were able to build wells. We were able to sponsor, you know, 11 kids living in poverty. We were able to, 
you know, allow this new campus of a church to open up and reach this part of the city that doesn't have a good church in it. We were able to, you know, put food on the table for a ton of people through feeding Tampa Bay or whatever it is. Like, it's so cool to go back and see, like, I, I didn't necessarily do all that good work because these organizations are, do it better than I do and they live, breathe, and sleep in, in this stuff. Sleep, breathe, live, the stuff. But they need funding. Like, every good charity that you believe in, they really need you. They really need me because we're really good at making money. They're really good at doing the work they do. Put us together. That's what I'm talking about. So I like to celebrate and you can celebrate the charities that you're able to support through your business profit, no matter how big or small it is. Like you went and made money and you took some of it and you gave it to someone else who needs it. And we don't give all of our money to charities, by the way, too. There's individuals that no one will ever know that we just gave money. Maybe sometimes we give money anonymously to people or we funded a GoFundMe or, you know, we paid for somebody's adoption or whatever it is. Like those aren't big charities, but like that's business profit that we took and we're like, hey, this will help you. So, so fun. Celebrate employees or contractors that you were able to provide work for. Even if you have one customer service person, you know, five hours a week, celebrate. This is fruit that your business made enough money to cover your expenses, including being able to pay somebody else's wage, or even if it's part of their wage. Your, some of your money that you made helped support them and their families. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And finally, the last fruit you should count is any schedule adjustments you were able to make that brought freedom to your work-life balance. The reason you have a business is so that your life can improve. Your life should only improve because of your business. It should not be the other way around. You shouldn't become a slave to your business and sacrifice everything, your time, your energy, your health, your relationships, so that the business can do well. That, that's completely backwards. The business is a means to an end. And that end is blessing, right? We, we build businesses to create blessing in the world, blessing of, uh, contractors that we hire, you know, profits going to charities and supporting people, our products and services, making people's lives better. And then us and our families, not only financially, but with our time. So let's celebrate that you hopefully made some adjustment in the last 12 months that improved your work-life balance. You may not be to your dream ideal work week yet, but you, maybe you set, made a step closer to it. And every season you got to adjust your schedule. I adjust it pretty much every year as my kids have gotten older. It's always changing, right? But celebrate the adjustments that you made that at least got you closer to freedom in your life and business. Those all fall under the umbrella of the first thing you should do to end your year right, which is count the fruit. Friend, this is the most fun you'll have. And, and you get started and you might spend hours because you're going to think of more things and more things that came up this year that were really good. And whatever we focus our attention on grows and expands for better or for worse. So why not start your year-end review by focusing on all the good fruit that came out of this year in all the different ways? And I'm just talking about your business. You could do the exact same thing in your family life, in your personal life as well. It's a great way to start your review. Okay, second thing you want to do is check in with your three-year vision. Graham, what's my three-year vision? Uh, some of you should know this if you've been in my mastermind or in my coaching community or if you're a private client of mine, but one of the exercises that I try to take all of my private coaching clients through is something that I learned from one of my coaches, Rich Litvin, um, and it's, it's very simple. I mean, a lot of people have a version of this, but I, the way he explained it 
is when it locked for me and became very powerful. And the idea is having a three-year vision. In short, I no longer have 10-year goals, 10-year timelines. Like 10 years is so far down the road. I'm going to be a completely different person in 10 years, and my whole world will have changed in 10 years. Like I'll have adult children in 10 years. Like it's really hard to plan for this thing that's so far down the future. Now, I'm not against long-term let's say financial planning or making decisions now that might sow the seeds for a harvest 20, 30 years from now. That's not what I'm talking about. But having a vision that that's really detailed is hard to do that far down in the future. The other problem is a lot of times people will just say like, this is the year that I'm going to do all these things and my whole life is going to be changed in one year. Very hard to do, very rare, not impossible. I love the the energy. But Tony Robbins famously said people overestimate what they can do in a year. But they underestimate what they can do in a decade. And to his point, I think it takes a little bit more time than a year to get some of these things done. And I have found personally that three years is the magical sweet spot. It's far enough out in the future that we can actually do some damage. 36 months, is you can get a lot of life change in 36 months. You can completely change your life three years, completely in a good way. Um, but also it's short enough of a time span like it's it's that it's close enough to your actual life like you can kind of peer into the future and get a, a idea of like who you are and what your family situation looks like and like it's close enough that you can actually plan a little bit and have some tangible vision so here's the question if you've never done your three-year vision but then in a minute i'm going to give you some questions to review and check in with your vision so the question is simple it's a scenario you and me bump into each other three years from today Whenever you're listening to this, three years from today, we bump into each other at a conference, on an airplane, uh, in a hotel lobby, at a donut shop. I'll be in all of those places, okay? And we bump into each other. I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in three years. How the heck are you? And you say, Graham, this has been the best three years of my life. If I said, wow, tell me about that, what would you tell me? This is, if you haven't done this, is where you would want to spend 30, 60 minutes writing down everything that comes to mind, by the way. That exercise alone can change the course of your life. What would have to be true for the next three years to be the best three years of your life? And look at it in past tense and write about it in past tense. Oh, well, in the last three years, this has happened and this has happened and I did this and this came true and I did. What would you say? There's no barriers here. This could be about your business. This could be about your life. It could be about your health, your relationships, your faith journey. It could be big and philosophical. It could be small, like we finally built the house we want to move into, or I got the car I've always wanted, like whatever. What would make this the best three years of your life? That's your vision. You write all that out in, in immense detail. Usually we're like, well, you know, my kids are safe and this is, and it's all the correct things and it's really vague and generic. But sure, get that stuff out. I'm not saying those are bad things. I'm just saying get, get them out. And, but then be honest with yourself. No one's going to read this but you and get detailed. Well, if it's really been the best three years of my life, sometimes we've never done this before and so we actually don't know. And so this is the exercise that gets your desires and clarity around what you really want out of life out of you. So you can at least see it and go, wow, I, I, I actually want this. That's how I got to writing my first book. It was 2020, 
And it was actually pre-COVID. It was Valentine's Day weekend, 2020. I was at dinner with my wife. We had a beautiful restaurant, and I was venting. I was frustrated. And she was like, what's your problem? I'm like, blah, 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 and something about a book. And she's like, well, you've always said you want to write a book. Why don't you write it? And I'm like, have I really said I want to write a book? And then when I stopped to do this vision casting, I was like, dude, I, I really do want to write a book. And if it's been the best three years of my life, I will have written a book. It will have become a bestseller, like this, this, or this. And I, then I'm like, yes, I do want this. Like It told me what I didn't know I wanted, which is I want to be an author, a published author with a, a real publisher. I didn't want to self-publish. It was very important to me. And, uh, and, and that's what made that a reality. My first book came out in 2022. My second book comes out in 2024 vision. So that's, if you've never done the vision before, but then if you have, once you have that vision and if you already have a vision, then there's four questions you need to answer to check in. Like you might've done the vision last year or six months ago or three years ago. Like we got to check in because you can make a vision, then life happens. So here's four questions. Number one, what are the dangers ahead of you, internal and external? What are the dangers ahead of you that are in the way of your next three years dream becoming a reality? Just acknowledge them. Busyness, lack of discipline, you know, bad economy. I, I don't know. What are the dangers, internal, external? Because there's internal ones as well. It's external that are ahead of you in the way of making that three-year vision a reality. Number two, what are the opportunities ahead of you? This is the flip side of that coin. Like what opportunities are already there? We all want more opportunities, but what are the ones that are already there in front of you that like, look, you should just take that opportunity. Like that will probably get you to your vision. It's right there. Is there a connection you have, a person that you know? For me, when it was writing a book, I don't know anything about writing a book. But you know what? I actually had a friend, still have a friend, but this three years ago, three and a half years ago, I'm like, I know a guy, Jordan Rayner. He's a best-selling author. He's written like four books. I should just jump on a phone call with him and ask him, can you tell me about how this process works? And just at least in a 30-minute call, get a better picture of what I need to be doing. That was my only first, that was the only opportunity in front of me that I knew was I knew a guy who had written a ton of books and had some success. I should ask him what he thinks. And that set me off on the journey to writing a proposal and getting an agent and then shopping it around and getting rejected by 30 plus publishers, but then finally getting a deal and then writing a book and, you know, what are the opportunities ahead of you? Hey, we'll get back to the episode in just a moment, but I wanted to give you a gift for hanging out with me in today's episode. I want to give you access to a free on-demand video training to teach you how to build your first thousand dollars of passive income in just 30 minutes a day. This workshop is packed with not only the things you need to create passive income, but the order in which you need to create them, how they tie together, templates you can use for swipe copy, scripts you can use, the exact tools that are both free and cheap that you can implement and use today, including how to figure out what your profitable idea is if you haven't launched your business. I cover all of this. I pull back the curtain on my business model that I'm using right now while you're enjoying this episode and how I'm generating a million dollars a year plus in two businesses. It's all inside of this workshop and it's free. I want you to watch it because it is the business model I believe in. If you like what you'll see in this workshop, then you will know that what I'm teaching you has got substance and it's a good fit for you. So watch it, take notes and apply it and you can build an online passive income business off of a free video training. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. That's grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Now back to the episode. Number three, what about my business? Oh, this one. 
If you get nothing out of this might be the question for you. What about my business needs to change in order to bring that vision closer to reality? Whoo! Man, I'm feeling, if I, I'm getting the goosebumps. Somebody, somebody needs to hear this. What about your business needs to change this next year in order to make your vision a reality? Do you hear the, the order of that question? We don't change our vision to match our business. We don't change our life to match our business. We change our business to match our vision and our life that we want. Do you understand how important this distinction is? And yet most people get this wrong. Most people well, this is what my business needs of me. This is where the industry's going. This is, you know, AI's changed this and this is marketing and this is, I gotta do this. Wrong. You don't got to do anything. You, you have complete freedom to do whatever you wanna do and there is a million ways to make a living. You gotta decide, what about my business needs to change this year, the next 12 months, in order to make my vision a reality, because I'm guaranteeing something needs to change. I'm changing stuff every year. It feels like this last six months, I've been making a ton of changes and more to come. Because when I look at it, I'm like, everything's fine, but is this getting me closer to my vision? You know what? It's not. And if I don't make any changes, I'm talking to myself now, everything's going to keep moving. It's already in motion. I'm already in a current in the river, you know, on a little float and I've got a nice cool drink in my hand and I'm just floating along the lazy river going exactly where it's going. Like there's no surprise where I'm going to be in three years on this trajectory. I'm going to be further down this river and that could be fine. That could be someone else's vision, but actually that's not my vision. What if my vision's over here or what if it's just even a degree off? I need to make a change, course correct, to make sure that when I get into that flow and that current, it'll take me closer to what I really want. That's a, that's a profound question for somebody. And then here's the flip of that. What about my business needs to be amplified in order to bring that vision closer to reality? I am a firm believer, do more of what's working. And what's really working, especially if it's not just working in terms of revenue, but working in terms of like, giving you life and joy and satisfaction. You're like, I like this. I'm good at this. When you know what that is, you need to double fricking down on that thing. Amplify that thing. Don't add more to your calendar. Don't add more things. Don't add more marketing channels. Don't add more tasks. Don't, don't do all the things. Pick the few things that you can uniquely do well and just amplify those things. There's a reason I'm not on TikTok. There's a reason I'm not doing reels all the time. I'm not dancing. I'm not doing funny stuff. Like I, I could force myself to do it. And I think I have a good sense of humor, but I'm better at other things. And I'm going to amplify those things. It's just easier and more fun. So what about your business needs to be amplified in order to bring that vision closer to reality? And we're going to wrap this up here. Third and final thing, this is a little more straightforward. So we've, we've counted the fruit and I gave you about 10 things. Yeah, I'm looking at 10 things. Uh, uh, that I would call fruit to count. We've checked in with your three-year vision or you've done your three-year vision for the first time and then you've asked yourself these four questions to check in with the three-year vision. Hopefully you wrote them down. And third and final thing you need to do in your year in review is have a personal growth plan moving forward. And there are six things that I want you to write down to six areas of personal growth that I want you to fill in, okay? And you might have more of your own, which is great. This here's six that I do. Okay, number one, what coach or coaches do you want to hire next year? There's an implication there, if you didn't catch it, that you should hire a coach. 
now I know I do coaching. It does not have to be me. I only work with a handful of, of clients and, and I'm not cheap, but I work with really successful people who really want to build not only more income and create more money, but want to create more margin and more meaning in their life. Okay. But you need to hire somebody. You need to hire somebody. And I don't know if it's a business coach. It might be a, a relationship coach. It might be a marriage counselor. It might be a, like a mindset coach. It might be a health coach. We all need coaches. And they don't have to be expensive. You just need someone who is not you who has experience in either the area you want to grow in or who knows how to coach just flat out is a, it can ask the right questions to bring the insight you want. So if it's more of like a general coach or a life coach or a mindset coach, they may not know your industry or your, but, but they know how to provoke your thinking. This year, the last 12 months, I've worked with three coaches, almost four, three and a half for various different things. Coaching is some of the best money you'll ever spend for a lot of reasons, but I want you, if you've never thought about it, never hired a coach, this is the time. Think about where you want coaching, personalized feedback and, and accountability, what area of your life, and then go find somebody. And if you've had coaches in the past, if you've had a bad experience, find another one. They're not all bad. Um, if you've worked with somebody before and you've kind of outgrown them or you need to learn something new from somebody else, find somebody new. But what coaches do you want to hire or coach? It can just be one, but at least one. Think about that. Uh, and it give you a good financial goal to work up to. Like, yeah, I want to work with that person. Number two, what conferences do you want to attend? Like, we can all travel again. There's, there's no lockdown, like, Lord willing. Um, if you are not going to at least one conference in your industry a year or some kind of in-person, you know, gathering um, where there's education and, and, like, learning and opportunity to network, you're missing out. And this is coming from a total introvert. I kind of hate being in large groups. I would rather just be by myself and, uh, or, or have one-on-one -on -one conversations. I like that. Um, but I force myself to go because I want to learn, but I also want to be physically there. Like we do a lot online. Like I'm talking to a camera right now all alone in my office. This world is getting more and more isolated and online, which makes the in-person moments that much more powerful. And friend, when you go, that's when opportunities open up. No one knows who you are. I mean, hopefully you're making online content. That's a way for people to know who you are. But you add that with physically being in some of the rooms. Not only are you going to learn some good stuff at a conference, conferences are amazing, but you're going to meet some great people. So just pick one or two, but at least one conference that you're like, I'm going to attend that conference next year. Number three, what community or masterminds are you going to be a part of? This is similar to coaching, but this is like being a group. The reason you want to have a coach and being a mastermind or a community of some kind is because the coach is like your one-on-one -on -one personal cheerleader, your accountability, like it is like high touch and it's going to force you to grow. The community brings more heads to the table. Like the mastermind concept really comes from Napoleon Hill who wrote Think and Grow Rich, but his idea was you get multiple minds together and his saying is something like, you know, when you have two or more minds together, it almost creates a third another another mind it's almost like you're doubling or amplifying your energy and your creativity and just more good comes out when you get minds together and it's not just because we're sharing knowledge it's just like there's something about the energy in the room when you're in a group like that and so you want to be in a group that's curated you're like man i want to be in that group because of the other people not just the person running the mastermind but the other people so many opportunities have come to me by being in masterminds and i've probably been in four or five over the years um and they always lead to opportunities. Even if it's not your favorite mastermind, there's always somebody that you're there to meet.
So what communities or masterminds you want to be a part of? What courses do you want to take? This is pretty straightforward. You know, like, is there a course you want to, to take from for anything? It could be woodworking. It could be fly fishing. You know, it could be kite surfing. Like, it does not have to be business related, but it's personal growth. What is a course you want to take? I bought a course a year ago for Shay and I on uh, massage. Like, it's like a couple's massage course, and it's nothing weird, but it's like, you know, like literally it's a, a, a professional masseuse teaching you like how to do a pr- legit massage that's relaxing. And it's, it's like, okay, this is fun. We could do something together. It's date night. My wife always has like a tense back and it's like, oh, I, I would never have thought to learn about massage, but I bought a massage course and uh, there's nothing weird about it, but I learned something new. That's cool. Number five, what books do you want to read? I think in two weeks, there, I have an entire episode about books. That's all I'll say. So like, you, like stay tuned for that. I, I've got something for you on that. But like, you need to like start thinking about what are the books I need to read next year? Like if you don't, you're not going to. Like you got to plan, right? And if you, if you don't read, what are you doing with your life? Like you're not going to get ahead if you don't read. I'm, and I, I'm going to be very serious about that. You need to be a reader. And it can, audiobooks count. So if you're not like, if you're like in the car, you're washing dishes, season of life, or you, you got busy kids, you can't sit down and read, but you can like put in AirPods, that counts. Ingest books, please. It is the number one thing you can do to change your future. And number six, final part of your personal growth plan. What is the number one skill you want to acquire or sharpen in this new year? Like there's a million things you probably want to get good at. Let's just simplify. Just pick one. Like what's the, like this is the year I want to get great at this or improve this or learn how to do this for the first time, right? Like for me, this last year has been the year of like personal branding. Um, really it's public speaking. I've like, I wanted to learn how to become a great public speaker. And so I've taken courses in public speaking, multiple. Uh, I've read multiple books in public speaking. I've hired multiple coaches in public speaking. I've done more public speaking. That, that's a skill that I've been wanting to sharpen, right? So what is it for you for next year? The number one skill you want to acquire or sharpen. It could be business related, like I want to get really good at sales copy or I want to get really good at being on camera for YouTube. I want to be really good at email marketing, like writing better emails. I want to get really good at webinars. Or it could be something, again, in your personal life. You decide. Have a personal growth plan and map out those six things. So count the fruit. Check in with your three-year vision with those questions I gave you and have a personal growth plan. If you need to go back, rewind, write down any of those specific questions or topics, please do it. I know I gave you a lot today. Um, my question for you is two parts. One, when are you doing your year in review? If you have not already already, like if you're watching on YouTube, put a comment below, like this is the date I'm going to get away and do it to hold yourself accountable. When are you going to do it? Even if it's just a half a day at a nice coffee shop with noise canceling headphones and it's an inspiring place. When are you going to do it? If you haven't already done it. And then number two, of those three things we just covered today, which of those three things was your biggest like aha? Like, dude, I, I've been doing reviews or, and I've never done this or I've never thought about it in this way. I'm curious to know which of those three things you're like, I, that was for me. I need to implement that in my next review. Even if it's a quarterly review or halfway through the year review or it's the middle of April and I just want to review because I want to review. doesn't matter. Leave a comment below if you're watching on YouTube and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, leave me a rating and review and you can even answer the question there. That'd be amazing. Okay, I hope you are having an incredible December. 
A um, couple episodes left before the end of the year. Special episode coming in a couple of weeks, so stay tuned for that. Um, a lot of, of new things coming down the pike for 2024, so stay tuned. Stay with me. Um, you'll be hearing about all of it here. I, I can't wait to share a lot of it with you. I'm excited, and I hope you have an incredible holiday and Christmas season. We'll see you on another episode real soon. <music>